Okay, so the Mishnah, Alamadal um, brought down numerous halachas regarding the Esrik, the physical appearance of the Esrik. First, the Mishnah told us that if I have a stolen or a dried out Esrik, it's puzzle, and that was just like by Lulav and the Hadas and the Arabas, etc. If it was an Asherah or Ernidachas tree, it's puzzle because of because the, since there's a shear for the Esrik, it's going to be puzzle if it had to be burnt or if it was worthy to be burnt. If it was Arla, it was Puzzle, and the Gemara had a dispute of why it was Puzzle, but basically everyone agrees to the fact that since there's no Heter Achila, I can't eat it, so it's going to be Puzzle. If it was Truma Temeya, it's Puzzle. Lechat, um, even. And the reason there is because there's no Heter Achila, because I can't eat it, and since it can't be eaten, there's no, it's not considered Lachem, because the main purpose of the Esrik is to eat it, and you can't do that, and therefore even though the Kayin can get Hana from it, Burn, using it for firewood, nevertheless, it's not considered lochem. The Mishnah continued that truma to hara, lochatchili, you shouldn't take. And the reason why we had two opinions, either because you might come to make it hukshalakavatum and make it susceptible to make it wet, to be able to come tummy, and that's usr because you have to guard it, or because it becomes disgusting, so therefore you're being mafsit truma. And the nafkamina was, the, the difference between these two explanations was, if only the inside was truma, but not the outer peel, so then, if the issue was that I might destroy it, or I'm ruining it a little bit, that's not applicable. But the Yevah, the Mishnah said, if I took it, it's kosher. And the reason is, because there is a hetra and there is a din moment as well. It's considered, it's, there's the owner to it. Demai, which again, is something that was bought from an Amoritz, it was a suffix, whether Meiser was taken off. Beishamah says it's possible, Beishel says it's kosher. Beishamah says it's possible because there's no way to eat it. Without taking off my and Vesel says it's kosher because even in its current state, you could technically come to a situation where you could eat it if a person were to be mafkir, to relinquish ownership in all of his possessions, he would be then an ani, a pauper, and be mutter to eat it, and that's why he is allowed to eat it. Because Vesel holds, you're allowed to feed poor people. Demai, Chazal never said it's usher then. The Mishnah continued, Maish Yashani in Yerushalayim, Lechatchila, you shouldn't take it. Why shouldn't you take a Lechatchila? So it depends on what the Iker is. Um, and that's going to get involved in the Machlech, the Mayor, and the Rabban, and what Maish Yashani is in Yerushalayim. Does it belong to me? Or does it belong to Hashem? I'm just giving permission to use it. If, uh, oh no, I'm sorry. Lechatchila, you shouldn't take it. I'm sorry. The reason was because of being machshirit to make it susceptible to kabbal tumah, or I'm destroying it. But but if I took it, it's kosher, and that depends depending on whether I learn like Rabbi Meir or not, or that it's going to make a difference. According to Rabbi Meir, there's no din in here. So if I hold that I need a din and it has to belong to me, so this is only the chacham. And if I hold the ikar is that I have to have a hetar achila, that I have to be able to eat it. Everyone will agree to this halacha that b'diavad is kosher. Then we got into more of the blemishes on the esrog that if a a blister grew on the esrog, on the majority of the esrog, or if the pitum was taken off, if it was peeled, and the Gemara will explain each of these things, if it was cracked, if it got a hole, it's possible. But if the blemish, if the blister grew only in a minority of it, or if the ukits was taken off, or if it got a puncture but it wasn't missing anything, then it's kosher. An esrog akushi, a black esrog, is possible, and the Gemara at the end says that that's something which is not something from kush, Right? And that's why every, in every situation it's going to be puzzle. Ha, kushi, an esrik which is black, not an esrik from kush. It's puzzle. If it's very green like a leek, Rameir says it's kosher, and Rabbi says it's puzzle. The reason why Rabbi said it was puzzle was because it's like Gamar Peru, it's not finished 
growing. What's the size of the smallest esrog? Machlekes are made. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi says like a walnut. Rabbi Yehuda says like a like a bale. And the largest, <coughs> Rabbi Yehuda says he has to fit two in one hand because of what we just discussed that you might come to driving when you're switching hands. Rabbi Yehuda says even one in two hands is going to be kosher. The brisa at the beginning of the hey brings down a, um, the gemara brings down a brisa that says that pre eats hadar. The drasha we have is that the fruit and the tree are both beautiful and they both have a a similarity that they taste the same. Which one is that? That's an esrog. The Gemara adds, what about peppercorns? Because we have a brisa that tells us that peppercorns have this characteristic that they, the tree, the wood tastes the same as the fruit. And that has to do with Arla and stuff like that. And the Gemara answers, no, that's not possible to use as the esrog. Why not? Because if I take one peppercorn, that's not recognizable. And the fact that the Torah says, Ulukachtam, and you should take it, that indicates that it has to be recognizable. One is not recognizable. And I can't take two or three of them because the Pasuk says, Ulukachtam, pre other, which is one fruit, and therefore it can't be that. It must be referring to the esrog. Rebbe says, to deflect this question perhaps, that Hadar doesn't just mean beautiful, you have to read it, or it's Darshan from it, Hadir. The one that's like a corral, just like a corral has large ones and small ones, blemished and unblemished. Um, so too the Esrik has that characteristic. And the Gemara clarifies that we mean just like um, the Esrik, just like a corral has last year's animals and this year's animals, so too the Esrik, the Esrik stays on the tree from year to year, and the New Year's crop will stay from last, last year's crop is still on the tree when New Year's crops come. The corral is big and small. And we, we clarify. We clarify that doesn't mean large and small, because every fruit has that. So we clarify, big and small doesn't mean large in physical size, it means older and younger. Last year, when last year's come, when when this year's new esrogim come, last year's esrogim can still be on the tree. Rav Avo had a different way to say this, but the same Jerusha really. Instead of saying hadar, it was hadar, that which dwells on the on the tree from year to year. But as I said, that the word hadar indicates a lotion of idor or hidor, which is water, and esrog is something that grows in any water, and therefore that's how it proves that that pasuk that says creates hadar is referring to the esrog. The Gemara goes into each of the cases of the Mishnah. Asherah, why is a puzzle? Because it's Ksusim Mechzeshiyuru, because the Shir is cut up. Arla, why is Arla puzzle? So the Gemara brings that a Machleik as Rebchiev or Oven and Erbasi to discuss why Arla is puzzle. At the end of the day, it's not really relevant to Arla per se because everyone agrees that there has to be a Hetra Achila, but this is the prototype that we're going to carry out and, and apply in each case. The Machleik is. The Havamina was that it's either I need a Heter Achil, but I don't need a Din Mamin. So even if I, as long as I can eat it, even if it doesn't belong to me, it's going to be okay. And, even, and the other opinion holds that it has to belong to me, but I don't have to be able to eat it. We had a cash on that from Truma Tameya. Truma Tameya doesn't, be, um, uh, you cannot be eaten by the Kayin, but it still belongs to him. So why in the Mishnah does it say that it's possible it belongs to the Kayin? So the Gemara clarifies that everyone holds that you have to be able to eat it. The question is, do I need an additional factor that it belongs to me? Um, and then Afkamina, between these two opinions, was Meister Sheni in Yerushalayim, according to Rameir. Because Rameir was the one that said that Meister Sheni is considered Mamun Gavaya in Yerushalayim. So if the only characteristic that I need is that I have him allowed to eat it, then it's going to be kosher. But if I also need to have the characteristic that it belongs to me, then... It's going to be possible in my extent Yerushalayim, according to Mayor, because it belongs to Hashem. The Gemara then proves that Rabasi was the one who said that you have to have a din mamen, 
in addition to the Heter Achila, as then we go on to bring in these three members of Ravasi with regard to Esrug, Matzah, and Chalo, that the Machloika is a dispute between the mayor and the Rabbanon of what Maizer Sheni is. Is it Maman Gavoya? Does it belong to Hashem? Or does it belong to me? Is it going to make a difference in those three cases? Esrug, I won't be yoy to the mitzvah according to a mayor. Matzah, I won't be yoy to the mitzvah according to a mayor. And Chalo, Isa, a dough, is going to be exempt from Chalo if it's Maizer Sheni in Yerushalayim. The Gemara asks, Esrug, it says, you should take, Lakachem Lachem, has to belong to you. Whereby, uh, whereby matzah does it say it has to belong to you? Because again, by Esrik it says, by the dough, and therefore if it doesn't belong to you, you can't own it, you can't be yaita, even if you could eat it. By dough it says, the first of your doughs should take off challah, but if it's not your dough, you don't take off challah. But by matzah, it doesn't say it. So the Gemara answers that we have a Shava between matzah and challah. Both of them it says, um, lechem bread, and it says lechem oini. So we compare the two cases that you have to have lochem by matzah as well, just like you have to have lochem that has to belong to you by the mitzvah of challah. The Gemara wants to bring a proof from a, a b'risa or a mishnah that says that Isa, dough of my sheni, is exempt from challah according to a mayor, and the chum says it's chayv and challah. And the Gemara says, what do you mean? Maybe it's a proof. Of course it's a proof. It's the same exact thing. The Gemara clarifies that we're not sure from the fact that we have a b'risa where a mayor and the chacham explicitly disagree about challah, will that also apply to the mitzvah of matzah and esrik? Or, no, the reason why over here we say that not owning it in the sense that it belongs to Hashem is not sufficient. That's by Chalo, because it says Arisei Seichem twice, which means Al Pasuk Shon Aleim Le'ikuva said it twice to tell me that it's Ma'akim in any way, shape, or form. If it doesn't belong to me, there's no Chiv and Chalo, and that's only by Isa, by the Do, by Chalo, but not with regard to the other mitzvahs, and therefore we don't pass in that Shaila. The Gemara says, what about Truma Tameh, why is Apostle? So we explain, the Gemara explains, as we said earlier, because there's no Heter Achille, you're not allowed to eat it. Why is Truma Tahira, should you not take it L'Chathchila? As we explained earlier, it's Machlaikas of Amin Rabasi. One says, because you're making it now susceptible to Tumi, being Machshirit, making it wet, because they used to put the Lula of the Hadas and the Aravis in the water, and that could make the Esrug wet. And one said, because you are ruining the outside of the Esrug, you're making it unappetizing, and the difference between these two explanations is, if I said that the esrog is truma, but only the inside of the esrog is truma, the outside, the outer peel was not truma, so if I'm being machshirit, it's still a problem, because the whole esrog is going to be tummy, but if the problem was because I'm making it unappetizing, it's not truma that's being unappetizing, because the inside is still delicious. Lebedieve, the Gemara says, I'm, I'm yaitze, why? So the Gemara says, because either I'm allowed to eat it, or because it belongs to me, either way, that applies to the truma tahira. Demai, the Gemara wants to understand why does Basil say you're able to be Yaitzay? Ah, you can't eat it right now. The Gemara clarifies because Basil holds that you're able to feed poor people and Achsanya, which is referring to the soldiers, you're allowed to feed them Demai. Um, so, since that's the case, it's really now, even though in my current situation I can't, but since he could be Mafkar, all is Nachasim, therefore um, it is considered Roy, and therefore he 
is Yoitzi with it right now. And Beishamah disagrees, he says, you're not allowed to give it to them. What about Maish Hashem, you Yerushalayim, why L'Chathchila can't you take it? The Gemara says, either way, either because I'm being machshon, I'm making it susceptible to become Tomei, or because I'm ruining it the outside. And B'Dievet, if I took it, it's kosher. And the Gemara says, because if I hold it, I have to have a Heter Achila, and that's the main thing that you have to be able to eat it, everyone will agree that it's kosher. Our mission will be according to everyone, both the mayor and the Rabbanon. But if I hold that in addition to the to the Heter Achila to eat it, I also have to have some ownership on it. The mission that says it's kosher must be going according to the Chachamim and not Remeir. Then the Gemara gets involved in the Chazazes, the blister. So Rav Chist said in the name of Rav, Ravino Agavol is Rav, that said that that which the Mishnah says, that when I have a blister covering most of the Esrug, that it's puzzle, that's only if it's in one place. But if it's in two or three places, it's going to be kosher. On that, Rava asks, and he says, one second. Two or three places is worse than one place. So if I had to choose which one is the better of the two evils, then it would be two or three places. And you're telling me that one place is going to be possible, but two or three is going to be kosher? That doesn't make sense logically. And he clarifies that it must be that this idea that Rav Chista, Rav was making a difference between one place versus two or three places is going on the safe on the latter part of the Mishnah that said that if the blister develops on a minority area of the Esra, it's kosher, that's only if it's one spot. But if it's two or three spots, it's going to be possible because it's like a spotted esrog, and that is worse, and it will be possible even though it's only in a minority part of the esrog. One more detail that Rava adds is that if it's on the chaitin, which is on the slope of the esrog, the upper part of the esrog, where the eye catches more easily and immediately, then even if it's a small one spot minority amount, it's still possible because it's not considered hotter. Question. Only if it's really... On that, did, are we holding that that's from the beginning of the slope all the oh, way up? That's how we pass him. That's how we pass him. Rashi says only Rashi the... Rashi says it is yes, Rashi correct. saying just... Yes, we don't pass him like that. Okay. Nitla v'tmasi, if the pitta was taken off, so Rabbi Yitzchak ben al said, that means, or his version was, natla b'chnasai. B'chnasai, the pestle was taken off, or the crown was taken off, whatever. The point is that it was the upper part... And that's how we're going to say it. It's the upper part of the esrog, what we call the pitum that was taken out. That part that sticks into the esrog, that was taken off. As opposed to the bottom part, the ukits. Um, okay, what about if it was peeled? The mission said it's possible. Then Rava tells us in the Gemara that if it's an esrog which is peeled like a red date, it's kosher. I mean, it has like a reddish tinge after it's peeled, it's kosher. Ask the Gemara and Rava, what do you mean? Our mission says possible. So the Gemara answers, no, our mission that said puzzle was talking about when it was only partially peeled, and since it was partially peeled, it's considered spotted and it's puzzle. Rava, however, was talking about when it was completely peeled, and that's going to be kosher, no problem of maneuver. maneuver. The Gemara continues, on top, that if it was cracked or punctured, it's puzzle. So, Ula Barchinna explains that if it had a puncture all the way through, even if it was a small amount, a tiny needle going all the way through, it's going to be puzzle, even though there's nothing from the flesh which is missing. Um, and if it's not mefulosh, if, if it doesn't go all the way through, it's just like a stab, you know, uh, jabbed from a dull instrument, then it has to be the size of an isser coin, width, depth, diameter, I'm not sure exactly how to measure it up. The Gemara then asks, Rabbi has a shayla. What happens if an esrog develops simone trefa? Something which by an animal would render it treif? What's the halacha for the esrog? And the Gemara clarifies, what are we talking about? We can't talk about peeled, because the Mishnah said peeled. Can't be talking about crack, the Mishnah said the halacha. Can't be talking about puncture, the Mishnah said it. So the Gemara explains that we're talking about the specific case of ula 
Uh, he said in the name of Rabbi Yechon, with regard to a reya, which again, a reya is a lung that is flowing like a, a flask. The inside was like liquefied. So then it's kosher. The animal is not shreif. And Rava in Chulin explained that 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 we're saying it's kosher is only if the bronchial tubes, that's what Simpino, our bronchial tubes are still intact. Since they're intact, the rest of it will regenerate and become healthy again. And therefore, even if you find it as such, it's not considered a trefa, it's kosher an animal. So the Gemara, the Gemara, the Gemara, the Gemara, I think Rashi discusses that. The Gemara then at the Gemara says it. The Gemara then says, well, Rav Shaila is the following. Do we say that just like that is the halach in the case in the animal, if the lung is like that, that it's kosher? So too by the etzik, if I have the equivalent, that the inside is sloshing around, but the chedre hazria, hazera, the, um, the compartments where the seeds of the etzik are intact, we could say that it's not considered treif, so to speak, it's a kosher etzik, okay, it will get healthy again, and it's going to be kosher, or no, the only reason why over there by the animal it was going to get healthy again, was because it's in a safe environment. Not exposed to the elements. Whereas over here, the estrog, at least the outside of the estrog, is exposed to the elements, and therefore that will directly impact the ability of the estrog to regenerate, and therefore maybe in that case it will be puzzle as well, okay, because it's going to get worse. Okay, that was the Shiloh of the Gemara. The Gemara then wants to bring that a Bryce, I think he will answer, because it says in the Brysa that if it was Tafuach or Saruach, two expressions to explain um, spoiledness. It was puzzle. Just once we're here, we talk about the whole brisa. If it was tafuach saruach, if it was bloated or decayed, if it was pickled, that's kavosh. If it was shalok, if it was cooked, if it was black, if it was white, if it was spotted, all those are puzzle. Then we get into an esrik kikado, esrik like a ball. It's puzzle. Some say even a twin esrik is puzzle. Esrik haboiser, which means a small esrik <coughs> that will grow more, or would have grown more if it was on the tree, but it was very small right now. Rabbi Kiva says, Pasal Chom say it's kosher. And then if I grew it with fuss in a mold, and I made it like a different species, it's possible. That's the whole b'raisa. But the main point that we brought down the b'raisa for was, for the tafuach saruach, the two expressions of decayed or spoiled. Doesn't it mean, says the Gemara, that one it means that it's spoiled on the outside, and one is that it's spoiled on the inside, which is really Rava's case of it's sloshing around, that the inside is... is um, Spoiled, so to speak, and it says it's possible. You see that it's a raya that we don't compare it to the raya to the lung on that particular case. And so the Gemara, no, not necessarily. It's talking about two different cases. One is talking about when the outside is spoiled, and even though the inside is not. One is talking about when the inside is spoiled, even though the outside is not. Or I'm sorry, it's, it's spoiled but it's not bloated. One is that it's bloated but it's not spoiled, and one is that it's spoiled but it's not bloated. Okay, but they're all external. It's not internal damage that we're talking about, like by the lung, that the inside was sloshing around. Then the Gemara has a different question. You said in this b'raisa that kushi is possible. If it's black, it's possible. We have a different b'raisa that says that kushi, if it's black, it's kosher. And it's only doimala kushi if it's like a kushi, but it's not a, a, the real McCoy is going to be possible. The Gemara answers, Rabbiah says, no, our Mishnah that said hakushi is possible was also talking about um, that it's a fake, it's, a, it's counterfeit, as Rashi says. It's not a real black esrog from Kush, and that's when it's possible. But if it was from Kush, that's going to be Kusher. Rava then comes along and says, you took care of the Mishnah, but the Bryce also says Kushi is possible. Kushi, we assume, means from Kush, and it still says possible. 
So Rava says you have to add another detail, and that is the final product according to Rava. If it's a fraud, if it's a counterfeit esrig, it's a fake black, so to speak, it's not really from Kush, it's possible according to everyone. Says Rava, however, there's a big difference in the real Kush esrig. Someone from Kush or from that area, meaning in Bavel, is going to be kosher because they're used to it and it seems that normal for them, it's considered hundred. If in Bavaria Yisrael, in the Mishnah, the Mishnah um, means it's going to be puzzle even if it's a real kush, kushi esrig, because they're not used to it and therefore it's not considered hadr. Then the Gemara goes into the small esrig, that's habaisa, like a, like a bean or like a small grape. There, Rabbi Akiva says it's puzzle, Chum says it's kosher. So Rabbi wanted to suggest that both Rabbi Akiva over here and Rabbi Shimon in a different place are saying the same idea, and that is that a baby esrig is not considered a mature esrig. If it's not mature, it's, it's not considered a fruit. Takazir of fruit. Rabbi Kiva's here, and Rabbi Shimon's in the other place. What did Rabbi Shimon say? Rabbi Shimon disagreed with the Rabbanan, and he said that an esrig, which is a baby esrig, is exempt from maestras. You don't take off maestra from it. So you see, they're saying the same thing. Same common denominator that a baby esrig is not a fruit. But Abai retorts, and he says, not necessarily is the comparison right. Why? Maybe only over here, Rabbi Akiva said, that a baby esrog is puzzle, but not because, like you said, because it's not considered a fruit. It is considered a fruit. The reason why it's puzzle is because it's not considered hadar. But with regard to maiseris, Rabbi Akiva would agree to the chacham that it's considered a fruit and you have to take off maiser. That's one side. The, or you could attack it from the other angle and say, maybe Rabbi Shimon over there said it's exempt from maiseris. That's because the pasuk in describing the obligation of maiseris says... Um, it's called zaracha, the produce of your seed. It has to be characterized and, and considered and, and, and viable to be able to produce the next crop. That's why Reb Shimon says it's going to be potter if you can't take it out because a baby esrog is not able to be used as seed for the next crop. Whereas by the esrog, with regard to the mitzvah of esrog for the dalal minim, it's considered a fruit. It's fine. It's kosher. Reb Shimon would then agree to the rabbana that it's going to be a kosher, not like Rabbi Akiva. And therefore, we said there's no comparison. They are two different opinions. You can't compare them. Then the Gemara on Vav Mabes, coming for a, our final, I forgot what it's called. Stretch. Stretch, thank you. Is that um, if I made it in a mold and I made it like a different species, it's possible. Rava clarifies that, you know, after the Kasha and Terra, it's that even if it was Dapi Dapi, if it was made to look like an Esser with a Knech, or like an esrog with a twist, it's going to be kosher. It's only going to be puzzle if I make it like a different species, not looking like an esrog at all. Then we have the memra that says that an esrog that was um, bit away by mice, achbarim or mice, Rav said it's not hadar and you can't use it. All eight days, all seven days of sukkah. So, ask the Gemara, is that really so? But Reb Chanina, we know, matvabah, he dipped with it, meaning he ate from it. And he was yoyt the mitzvah, even though he bit out of it. So you see, it is considered hadar. So the Gemara then just interjects and says, one second. But how did Rabbi Hanina, how is he going to you know, work with the Mishnah? Our Mishnah says, it's puzzle if it's missing anything and Rabbi Hanina bit out of it. So the Gemara says, no, that's not a question. Because the Mishnah that says it's puzzle is talking about the first day of Yom Tif, Rabbi Hanina bit out of it and used it for the mitzvah on the second day of Yom Tif. So that's not a problem. But what about Rav? <coughs> Rav says it's not hadar. Rabbi Hanina is being yoytze. And the Gemara answers, no, Rav was talking specifically about mice biting out of it. That is disgusting, and therefore that's possible for the mitzvah. Just a human being biting out of it is no problem. It's not considered a chesaron of hadar. The other version, Ikeda Amri in the Gemara, was that Rav said, if mice bite out of it, it is hadar. And my proof is, from Reb Chanina, 
who bit out of his Ezra and he was Yaitse, so it must be that he held that it was considered Hadrat, even though he bit out of it. And Neymar says the same question back and forth. What about the Mishnah? No problem. First day, second day, Yamtiv, no problem. The Gemara then says, what about the small Ezra, like we just learned tonight? Rough from our Papa says, the same Achlegis that we have here, Behuda there, what the minimum size of an Ezra there, and there says like a walnut, Behuda says like a, an egg is a similar Achlegis we have with regard to Avonim Makruzolais. Which are the sharp stones which are used for the base? He said the Chalchavim said you're allowed to carry them in a Carmelis by the Sade in the field, less than four Amis to bring them into the base. He said because of Kavad Abris. And what's the size? Or Meir says it has to be like a walnut, but anything larger is not fit to be used for a base. He said therefore you can't carry it. And Rabbi Yehuda says like an egg. Mara ends off, what about the largest size of the Esrug? Again, Rabbi Yehuda said it has to be two in one hand. And Rabbi Yehuda says even one in two hands. The Brisa says that Rabbi Yaisi brought down a story to prove his point from Rabbi Akiva, excuse me, who came to Shul with the Ezra on his shoulder. And Rabbi Yehuda said that's no proof because the Chacham Shul told him that is not considered Hadar and you are not yet to the mitzvah. And with that, we conclude our two blot. How long? Sure. 25 minutes. Yoish. Okay.